ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are looking at chapters 1 through 5 of Romans. Yesterday we covered the salutation that Paul was writing to the believers in Rome in verses 1 through 7. Verse 8 begins, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. In every letter, except Galatians, I think, Paul starts his letters with thanksgiving for them. Since Paul had never been there yet, he is thankful that he has heard about their faith. In verses 9 and 10, we see that Paul prays for them. And then verses 11 through 15, we see that he longs to go there so that there would be mutual encouragement. Then verses 16 and 17 states the theme of the letter. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Here, Paul quotes the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse 4. It is this verse that sparked Martin Luther to recognize it is not in keeping the law that we are saved, but we are saved by faith, and that sparked the Reformation. The gospel, or the good news of Jesus, is the power of salvation for everyone who believes. One of the things that has been hard for the Jews to hear is that this is not just for the Jews. It is for all who will listen. But it started with the Jews, and Jesus was a Jew. I understand the phrase of from faith to faith as the faith that we first have when we become a believer, but then we are called to walk in faith. And as we do that, we continue to see the righteousness of God revealed. Then the quote from Habakkuk, we live by faith. We trust the Lord as we live. In the book, New Testament Foundations, A Guide for Christian Students, Volume 2, Ralph P. Martin explained the theme of Romans in a concise way. He wrote, the central theme is the offer and outworking of God's salvation foretold in the Old Testament and culminating in Jesus Christ, now embracing all people extended on the basis of faith to believing Jews and Gentiles and expressed in a life of obedience and love. Paul then explained the sinfulness of man and woman. In verses 18 through 20, he explains that people know there is a God because God has made himself known in creation so that they are without excuse. But people suppress that truth. Verse 21 reads, For even though they knew God, they did not honor or glorify him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. One takeaway from this explanation is, do I honor or glorify God, and do I give him thanks daily? 
We are to acknowledge, praise, and thank him if we are believers in God. In verses 22 through 32, Paul covers the sinfulness of the pagan world. In this section, we see the phrases, God gave them over three times. Verse 25 reads, For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Are we living in truth, ladies? Then Paul gives a long list of sins that reflect the sinfulness of the pagan unbelievers. But then chapter 2 starts, Therefore you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. Who is the you? The church in Rome. Chapter 1 verse 20. They are without excuse. Chapter 2 verse 1. You have no excuse. It is funny to me that I have heard many sermons on chapter 1 and the sinfulness of the world, but not as many sermons on chapter 2 when the finger is pointing at us. Verse 4 tells us that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. Then verse 5 starts with, but your stubbornness and unrepentant heart. Paul explained that there is a day of wrath and revelation for all people, and there is no partiality with God, verse 11. Verses 12 through 16, Paul explained that it is not those who hear the law, but those who do the law are the ones that will be justified. Warren Wiersbe wrote, justification is an act, not a process. Then Paul explained that believers have the law written in their hearts. And this is found in Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27. The Lord said, moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Believers in Christ have a changed heart and they do what God desires. It doesn't matter if they have heard the law or not. Remember the law reflects who God is. When we walk in faith, he changes us from the inside out and keep in mind, it is a process. So the question I ask myself many times, am I more like Christ today than I was last year? This leads Paul to the Jews, the law, and their hypocrisy. For those of you who have read the Old Testament with me this year, this is a recurring theme throughout the Bible. God's people would continually turn away Paul quotes Ezekiel 36 again, this time verse 20. The Jews over and over again lived in such a way that they did not honor the Lord or his law. And Paul quotes, For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. In other words, those who were to represent what God looks like to an unbelieving world lived in such a way that it was blasphemous. I think this represents many who claim to be Christians today. 
I am a Christian and I have grown up in church and I cannot tell you how many times I have thought of fellow church members. I don't want their religion and I thank the Lord that he has revealed himself to me through his word. And ladies, that is why it is imperative that we read the Bible to hear from the Lord and not just take people's word or their examples or lack thereof for our faith. Paul starts chapter three with, then what advantage has the Jew? For one thing, the Jews were given the law in order to know God. My Old Testament professor, Dr. Bet, said numerous times, the Jews never spoke negatively about the law because God revealed himself to them. He told them what he was like and how to approach him. And he made a way for them to approach him. With other religions, people had to guess and tried to appease their gods. Paul reminds his readers that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. Chapter 3, verse 9. Then he explained that another benefit of the law is that through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Verse 20. Then we have a great verse to memorize. Romans three twenty-three. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul then tells us that God's gift of grace is found in Christ Jesus with his blood on the cross. He was our sacrifice so that we can find redemption. Paul then asked, since Jesus paid the price for our sins, do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we established the law. Chapter 3, verse 31. Then in chapter 4, Paul gave the example of Abraham in the Old Testament. Paul quotes Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Another thing F.F. Bruce mentioned in his commentary, which I found interesting. The ideas of right and wrong among the Hebrews are forensic ideas. That is, the Hebrews always think of the right and the wrong as if they were to be settled before a judge. Righteousness is to the Hebrew not so much a moral quality as a legal status. Paul then explained that Abraham was righteous by his faith before he was circumcised. And the promise to Abraham about his descendants was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Verse 13. And Abraham became the father of many nations, even though Sarah had been barren. Abraham believed and gave glory to God even before he had a son. And this righteousness by faith is not just for Abraham, but for all who believe in God the Father, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He who was delivered over because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. Chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, whenever you see a therefore, we should ask, what is it therefore? Chapter 5, verse 1. 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And with Christ in our life, we can exalt in tribulations because through that process of tribulations, we persevere, which grows our character, which leads to hope because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us, verses 2 through 5. In other words, there is a purpose for the pain. We become more like Christ. Verse 8 is another great verse to memorize. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now those who are righteous because of faith in Jesus are saved from the wrath of God and are reconciled with God. Paul then explained that with the first Adam, that first man, when he sinned, all humanity sinned. And then Paul also said that Adam's sin was a foreshadowing of him who was to come. When we hear of the first Adam, that makes our minds think of either the second Adam or the last Adam, and that was Jesus Christ. Plus, in Genesis 3, we find that first glimpse of the one who would come, who would crush the serpent's head. The law showed us our sinfulness. But then Paul said, but when sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, verses 20 and 21. Ladies, you are loved by the creator God. He made a way for you to approach him, and that is through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Please don't suppress the truth of him. It is because of Jesus and the love of God that we can face the truth, however ugly it may be. Because as Paul said, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Maybe you're struggling with something and you need to be encouraged that God our Father is with us and that there is purpose in the pain. So let's stay faithful and believe. Or maybe we are to praise the Lord and give him thanks for he is always worthy. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's be women who pray, praise, give thanks, and obey. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.